Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 203 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, let me see if I still know how to do this shit, because uh, it's been, what, three, four months since y'all had a podcast, and I apologize for that. Uh, it's just that work and life has been beating the black off my ass, just just whooping my ass, just uh, a lot going on, uh, just busy, busy at work. We got a lot of people quitting. Um, so that's taking up a lot of my, uh, free time. So like I'm consistently working, you know, 60 hours a week. Like the paychecks have been nice, but nigga, I am tired. I am tired. You know, I take one full day to recover. Like I'm almost 40. So I take a full day to recover. And then I, my second day that I have off in the week is just family time. And, uh, you know, I love that. I'm not going to miss it for nobody. Um, but I do apologize to all y'all out there who's been waiting, emailing, um, hitting me up on Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, everything is going good. Everything is going good with the family. It's just been a lot of working and just a lot of family shit, too. You know, just, uh, you know, dealing with these two girls, um, the youngest, Miss Francis, Miss Frankie Banky. She out here walking, running, just doing everything that she can. You know, she just turned a year back in July and she's just trying to do everything that her big sister Nina doing. So the kids good. Wife's good. I'm good. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Like physically, I'm tired. Like mentally, I'm, I'm still here with y'all. But physically, it's just like it feels like I get my ass whooped every week at work. So it's just, you know, the money's good. Uh, which I can't complain about that, but man, it, it, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. You see them paychecks and then you just look, it's like, damn, I spend a whole day just recovering Epsom salt baths, soaking my feet. You know, I got my massage gun on my hip and on my back, you know what I'm saying? And on my shoulders and it's just a lot. It's a lot, but we finally, we starting to get people in. We training them now, but uh, work has been whooping my ass. But there's a lot to talk about. Um, I guess I'll tell y'all what's been going on as far as with the family and shit like that. I know y'all really don't care about that, but y'all like my stories, though. Y'all really do. So we had, um, let me see, what was this? Back in July, we had this nasty, nasty, or was it June? Might have been late June. Let me uh, see if I can find the pictures. I might have deleted them out of my phone, though. This was right before we went on vacation, too, which sucked. Let me see. Oh, it was early July. So we had this nasty storm in July, and it was a brief, brief storm. Uh, it happened on the 11th. It was a brief storm, but it had winds that were like, 
uh, what was it, about 90 miles an hour or something like that. And it was in the early morning for only like an hour or so. Like the storm, like the storm came and it went. It was a crazy windstorm and it was raining. And I wake up and it's about 6.30 in the morning. We usually get up a little bit before 7 to get ready for work, me and the wife. And then we get the girls up and ready and we're out the door by 8 o'clock. Um, so, or... About um, a little bit after eight, I leave and take the girls to school. But so I look out the window, I always check out the window. Uh, we got cameras around our um, house and everything, you know, those ring cameras and none of them went off. Um, so still, you know, I always check my back window to make sure everything's good. If y'all remember years ago when Nina was first born, somebody broke into one of our sheds and it was on some crackhead shit and they stole my um <coughs> excuse me they stole my uh my wind my, my wind blower my leaf blower uh, they stole one of my trimmers and then they stole my wife's bike she had a super expensive bike that she bought back in the ooh, i want to say early 2000s it was about a four five hundred dollar bike she had it custom built so it was just some crackhead shit and so ever since then you know we put lights up around uh motion lights uh all around the back property and then we put up a bunch of uh, ring cameras uh you know to watch our uh compound or whatever because we live on an acre but um so I'm looking out the window that morning of the uh, uh, the 12th. So the storm happened on the 11th. Uh, it was just for like an hour, I think. And I can stare directly at my pool. Now, I have a six foot privacy fence around my whole backyard. Six foot wooden fence. And I am staring directly at my pool. I'm like, what the hell? And so the wind... It was so strong, it pulled up the post. The, the posts are set in cement. It pulled them up and part of the concrete. And it was a whole probably, I don't know, what is it? Probably about a 15-foot section of my wooden fence. Pulled it up out the concrete. And this is uh, uh, two weeks before vacation. And I'm just like, are you fucking serious? And so I'm just, you know, it's one of those things where all you can do is laugh. You know what I'm saying? To keep from crying and to keep from losing your mind because you're so fucking fed up. You like I just didn't paid this money for the hotel and reservations to these water parks and shit. And now this happens and my property taxes are going to be due at the end of July, too. And so it's just like, fuck. So then I uh, I call our homeowners insurance. And of course, this is what blew my mind. This is what fucked me up in the game. Um, the fence is part of the dwelling of the home, right? So when that happens, it has to be a percentage of what your home is worth to rebuild. And I think to rebuild our house, since it's a brick mason home, it's close to like $400,000. So the damage to the dwelling has to exceed the deductible, which is what I pay out of pocket. Uh, it has to exceed $11,000. I'm just like, are you fucking serious? So I done did all this back and forth for them to tell me that, that it has to be at least more than $11,000 for them to kick in on their part. 
And of course, this is less than a $2,000 job. So I'm like, are you fucking serious? So that was that was just useless. So I filed a claim for nothing. And um, so then uh, I put up some temporary fencing. I don't know if y'all ever seen that. It's like the uh, all weather kind of plastic uh, orange uh, netting type thing. So I put that up with some caution tape. And what scares me is because we have a lot of kids in the neighborhood it is you know just some badass kids that just hop the temporary fencing jump in the pool that can't swim and i'm gonna find a body in the pool you know when i come home from work one night that like that's my biggest fear you know what i'm saying so anyways so there's a guy uh so right before we go on vacation little mexican dude just pulls up in our driveway uh i was at work uh he pulls up on my wife when she's outside she was a uh, um either gardening or uh watering her plants so gardening and uh he pulled up on her and was like hey i got a team that we can knock this out and my neighbors across the across the street from me they uh the oldest son he has a brick masonry company and they do like fencing and stuff too so he's like yo hit me up so we have options right and but i'm just pissed that i gotta come out of pocket so i'm thinking that i could do it myself because i've replaced post and uh, things like that before my father-in-law he uh replaced some of my fence before because we had a lightning strike that hit one of our trees uh, a few years ago and it was a huge branch that fell uh disc disc uh connected our electricity from the pole and then it fell on a part of our fence and it knocked out a section of our fence and so he replaced that and then uh there's been times where i've had to replace the uh pickets and uh replace the um the big fence posts or whatever and i had to fix one of the posts that was actually uh up against the uh the gate the gate is what opens and closes the fences where the pickets and the you know crossbar and the uh post meet so i i I've, I've done this before right but this is in concrete and it's ripped up part of the concrete and shit so i go and i rent some tools from home depot and i was able i got the fence all broken down and stuff and you know thrown in a pile and then i started you know trying to remove you know the broken wood and that's still in the it's still in the cement post so the wood snapped but the cement post stayed but some posts actually came clean up but there's still hunks of cement in the ground and into the sidewalk or, or the concrete patio around the pool when i tell you i pulled up one and a half bits of them concrete uh the big pieces of concrete like digging and using a uh hammer drill to uh get down into that concrete i was like nah we paying somebody i was like fuck this like i did that like one saturday and it took me like uh probably a little bit over an hour hour and a half to dig out a whole post and uh you know start start on the other one i was like no my back was like nah son like you just worked 62 hours like nah this ain't it and that's when i started thinking like uh when you listen to those self-help gurus and shit like that they tell you to if you have the money pay people to do stuff that you don't want to do uh and it's more so in terms of like if uh cleaning your house takes a long time you know if it takes like 
you know hours to do that if you have a big ass house and you got a lot of kids or if you, you travel a lot for work hire a driver so you can actually do work while you know you're being driven to and from different places and things like that and that's when it just hit me i was like i told my wife i was like hit up the little mexican dude and um see what you know what he's charging for that and it was a reasonable price uh it was less than two racks you know to get it done and what's funny is them little mexican cats uh it was it was him and like three other dudes and it took them about eight hours to knock it out and get the fence put in and everything and it looks good it looks good they did a really good job uh but them niggas was trying to hustle me because they was like oh do you want us to put a new uh lock on there where the uh gate meets like where the swinging door meets to the post and i was like how much is that gonna be he was like oh um, extra hundred dollars i was like a hundred bucks to put a block of wood in and drill a hole in i was like i could do that myself and then he was like he's like oh and then he was like uh, do you want us to haul away this wood? You know, the old wood that I done broke down and stuff. And uh, I was like, yeah, how much you going to charge for that? He was like, oh, oh, about 150 I was like, for what I'm paying you to do this job, you should take that for free. He was like, oh, I could do it for 100 I was like, no, just just do the fence. Just do the fence. You ain't going to hustle me, bro. Like, just do the fence. He's like, okay. <laughs> and so what I ended up doing is actually just uh, last weekend, I... Um, we had uh we always had those community dumpster days or whatever where you can bring stuff so i just loaded up my pickup with all the pickets and stuff and me and nina went in to the community dumpster they had it at the uh omaha home for boys so it wasn't that far from the crib so we just went over there and dumped all that stuff just last weekend but then you know so then uh we go on vacation and we always do our annual vacations um and this time you know, we we were like, okay, let's go up to the Dales. So if you don't know what that is, that is the Wisconsin Dales, okay? Um, and let me tell y'all something. Uh, this was like a time warp. Like it was like we went back to like the mid '90s. This was crazy. So the Wisconsin Dales. So it's about seven hours away from us, right? So if you drive straight through, it's pretty much you driving straight through Iowa, and then you heading uh, north up to wisconsin um it's it's not a bad drive it's a super easy drive so like when we went up to um lake superior that was only like six and a half hours or something like that but we went to the dale so my wife she been she last time she went she was a kid and it was like oh it's family friendly um it's um uh, it's home it's a it's home to the most water parks or to the biggest water parks in the world or america or whatever and they have a bunch of water parks up there, which is weird because it's Wisconsin. When you think of Wisconsin that far north, you know, you think of the Great Lakes and you think of how cold it is. But <coughs> it's it's crazy. It's um, they have a lot of water parks. It's a uh, Noah's Ark water park and then it's Mount Olympus. And those things are huge, like just massive ass water parks. And so we're staying at a hotel and it's um let me see let me find out what the name of that hotel is give me just a moment let me let me let me think so the hotel that we're staying at is a is a, a water resort hotel and it's called the polynesian okay so i book it through um what was it trivago no it's not trivago let me see here uh i, bu I booked it through expedia right and uh so i book it through expedia get my points or whatever and it's it's a decent price i mean for the week 
that we were there um we were there for five days i don't think uh it was it was shit it wasn't even 700 bucks or whatever and that included the resort fees what well, a resort fee was like 80 bucks so <clears throat> and um so and it was like 20 was it uh 20 bucks per person which is some bullshit because i'm like i got a three-year-old and a one-year-old but it's whatever so this is what fucked me up though so like you look at the hotel on um you look at the uh, the website and as you know and you're looking at it like okay cool we got a water park outside and it has an indoor water park so you're like cool right nigga tell me why because you can cancel up to 72 hours before and get your uh money back so this is when i knew it was gonna be some bullshit right <laughs> so uh day before we leave so we left on sunday and uh saturday morning they send me a uh a email telling us that the outdoor water park is not open so the indoor water park is i'm like what? are you fucking serious but they were like to make up for that we'll give you um some some passes to noah's ark water park to make up for that i'm like okay that's cool because it was a because i think to get in there is like 60 bucks or whatever so you got four passes to that and you can use it as many times as you want as long as you you know was there and kept it on your wrist blah 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 whatever <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry about all this coughing, but tis the season. So I'm like, that's some whole shit to send it to me, you know, a day before. So anyway, so we're so we make the drive out there. The drive out there is cool until. Alright. So we get to just outside of the Dells. We're probably about about 30 to 40 minutes from our destination from the Polynesian. So it could have been maybe even an hour. I don't know but uh it wasn't that far of, of a drive so we stopped at this gas station and they have these uh and this being remodeled and so it's not a bucky's it's something else i forgot what it's called but they're pretty nice like they're all through iowa i forgot what the name of those gas stations are like one of them we went into that shit was like a supermarket or whatever but um so this one was being remodeled so they had trailers outside those really i don't know if y'all ever seen those really nice like uh look like a trailer home bathroom and they have like hoses running in for the water supply but um so uh, nina has to do number two and then my wife was like i'll change frankie no i changed frankie outside uh, i changed her outside on the bed of the truck uh, she had she she just pooped or whatever and then nina had to do number two and so my wife takes her in the bathroom and does that all right so after that so i'm driving it's not even 15 minutes uh my wife is like handing out snacks to the girls or whatever and then uh probably about five ten minutes later after that frankie lets out this blood curdling scream like i've never heard that before like it's just super sharp you know just like somebody stabbed her or something so we pull over my wife hops in the back seat and she's like projectile vomiting uh frankie is we like yo what the fuck so she's like projectile vomiting so she only does it once so we get her cleaned up and then so we start back driving and then as soon as we pull up to the uh soon as we pull up to the uh, polynesian hotel we're right at the where you you know go and check in at at the front of the hotel 
uh, Nina starts projectile vomiting. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? <coughs> and she's just like, sorry, dad. <laughs> like some exorcist shit. And she's apologizing while she's doing it. I'm like, no, no, baby, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, baby, it's fine. And, um, and I'm just like, oh my God. So I have to use, like, we got towels in the truck and stuff. And I have, and I always bring uh, Lysol wipes to wipe down, you know, stuff in the hotel, which you should always do, like wipe down the remotes, wipe down the, you know, the knobs and everything. And, uh, the telephone the knobs the tv remotes just anything you're gonna be touching just wipe it down and so we're like using that you know them things is like small napkins to clean up vomit and and nina's just going to town i'm like what the fuck happened so then my wife starts getting sick her stomach starts being in knots and she's about to hurl she's doing a <laughs> and i'm just like no nah, you gotta hold that shit till we get to the room so <clears throat> i go up to the um to the uh, front desk and check in real quick and uh we get to the uh to the rooms and stuff and uh and it's it's pretty late in the evening or whatever get our passes and everything to noah's ark and shit and um our hotel room is cool it's cool the uh, hotel room is fine but what is wild to me like the outside of the hotel it looked like somebody was selling dope out of it like the parking lot like every single crack in the parking lot had weeds growing through it and then there was like a motel six next to us or a super eight that shit looked like somebody was trapping out of it we thought it was condemned but people were staying in it and then another hotel down was like one of the mount olympus uh hotels and that shit looked like a trap hotel too and so all three of these hotels just look raggedy as fuck but our room was just remodeled and it was really nice like we had we always uh get those suites so like the the bedroom is divided from the from the living room and it has a little kitchen with the burners and stuff and a stove and a microwave and shit like that and a sink uh you know a little kitchenette area we always have to get those hotel rooms you know just to prepare food and stuff like that and then you know the girls they go to sleep you know on the pull-out couch or whatever and then we take the bedroom or vice versa and um yeah so our room is like super nice and the hotel lobby is really nice but the outside of the hotel just looks like shit and so they're going through this huge renovation and shit but nobody <coughs> at the hotel these niggas ain't these niggas in like business casual clothes ain't got no name tags or nothing i'm like do y'all niggas really work here you know what i'm saying like the whole strip it just looked it looked just like ran down like think of the most rundown part of town like that's what it looked like but our room was nice as fuck hallways was all wasn't updated or nothing and we're just like what the fuck but it was a bunch of people staying in our hotel and i'm like oh okay this is why it was so fucking cheap for five days for uh you know a kitchenette uh you know kind of room deluxe room you know we pay less than 700 bucks for a week so you're like, okay, you see what the jig is, and you're like, and we just thinking to each other, oh, we just know what this indoor water park looked like, because the outdoor water park was fly. It had like two pools, uh, two huge um, tube um, slides. It had a bunch of stuff, uh, like a little pool with a basketball court and stuff, but it was shut down or whatever for repairs because they're going through renovations and it and everything. So. 
anyway so still we on that first night when we got there and uh and like i said nina's her stomach still hurting my wife is still her she's going through it frankie's fine after she threw up that one time she was cool and i'm the only person who didn't throw up so i think what happened was <coughs> i think somebody had some dookie under their fingernails or something and was passing out snacks or eating snacks with some dirty uh with some poop hands or something and everybody just got sick because i didn't eat nothing that's why i didn't get sick you know i'm just focused on driving i didn't eat nothing so that's probably all that happened you know somebody didn't wash their hands good enough or something shit like that or you know just that's that's exactly what happened and um so anyways uh the wife and nina are still sick so then i go up to uh so i'm like all right i'm gonna leave i'm gonna go to walmart and i'm gonna grab some I'm going to go to Walmart and grab some stomach stuff, you know, some Pepto, grab y'all some saltine crackers, some Gatorade, you know, some bottled waters, you know, things like that. And what's crazy is it was pouring rain <coughs> and um, there's a sharp turn to get back on the interstate and to get off at, at that Walmart. And the Walmart, it wasn't it wasn't even three miles from the hotel or whatever. But uh, it was slick as hell, though. I'm like fishtailing and stuff. I'm like, what kind of rain is this? You know, I got good ass tires. You know, I'll be whipping my my pickup in um in this Nebraska rain. I don't know if it was just the the asphalt. It was like black, you know, smooth. So I don't know if it, if that was it or whatever. But I was like fishtailing and stuff. But anyway, so I make it to the Walmart. And uh, I guess in the Dells up in Wisconsin is one of those towns where they stopped selling liquor. You know, I think at uh, eight o'clock or whatever. I'm like, what type of shit? Like, this is a fucking vacation city. Like, this is a vacation town. Like, y'all stop selling liquor at. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <coughs> so they making that announcement over the thing. And what fucked me up about the Dells is they had like Spanish European people there. You know what I'm saying? Like the olive skin white folks, but they had the accents and shit and they were speaking Spanish. That's fucked me up. I was like, what the hell? I was like, we all the way up in Wisconsin. What y'all doing here? But then I learned later on that the University of Wisconsin is only like 40 miles away. So these are students, you know, who are just, you know, working for the summer and shit like that because it fucked me up even more. Like I walked up to this black girl, she like two shades darker than me, and she got a Spanish accent. I'm like, nigga, like what the hell? Like it fucked me up. Look just like a sister from fucking, you know, 35th and Ames or something. You know what I'm saying? On the north side. And she up here, she had an accent and everything. She started speaking to me in Spanish. And I'm like, yo, no, 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 no. I am I am an American baby. Like, hold on, hold on, let me show you my flag tattoo but <laughs> i ain't got one but um yeah so that kind of fucked me up and then at a restaurant we had a brother who we thought was a brother but he was like you know i think he was from um from the islands or something not 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 like uh the caribbean but um uh, from uh oh man like uh what's the other side of haiti what's the fucking them dominicans yeah he had to be dominican or something that fucked us up too but anyway so i grab everything that we need head out and uh you know i get uh <coughs> nina these like pepto-bismol tablets for kids and stuff and so she's feeling good drinking gatorade eating crackers she was able to keep stuff down and the next morning everybody was cool it was just like all right cool all right we're good so um next morning we go to um what was this place called uh no no we went to the resort we checked out the uh, indoor 
water park or whatever and uh let me tell you something this it was called the curse of the black pearl or something and it was a cool ass little water park so it had a pool <coughs> and it had like two water slides for kids and uh the water was uh as far as in the kiddie pool the the water it was only like uh like for adults it was like ankle deep so for like kids it was like shin deep which was cool as fuck and then they had a big pool with these two huge water slides and one was like tube sliding and the other was just for straight body sliding and uh the water was warm they had even had a lazy river in there which was cool then it had like a little splash pad area and honestly we had the most fun there as opposed to uh noah's ark water park that they gave us the passes for or whatever and um yeah it was it was cool though it was cool but what tripped us out was was it was like the furniture the patio furniture that they had it was made out of like pvc pipes like the chairs and shit but like the um the cushions and shit like that like it looked like the old school um like mall cups or whatever and i was like they probably ain't changed this out in probably you know 30 years or something like that you know what i'm saying like the furniture was straight old school and uh yeah so we spent that first day there and then we checked out um we checked out this uh place it was a. Uh, it was like a bunch of food trucks or something and it was in like a barn i forgot what it was called and it was right across the street from mount olympus and that was cool that was cool um they had like a bus like up suspended in the air on like a big pole or whatever and you could go up there and sit down and eat and they had like a whole bunch of little food trucks inside the barn or something like that it was called the grateful shed that's what it was called and i got some uh some jerk chicken uh it was pretty good it was pretty good uh, them Jamaicans wasn't rude enough for me, so I was like, eh, it ain't gonna be hitting too hard, you know what I'm saying? Because if them Jamaicans ain't tripping, then that chicken ain't jerking, you know what I'm saying? But it was cool, it was cool. <coughs> Sorry about all this coughing. And then what else did we do up there? We went to um, we went to this deer park where you could feed deer, and uh, that was cool. They had like crackers that you buy for six bucks and uh, you could feed these horses they had these big ass teeth but the deer they just out just running around and then they they would eat hard corn out of a uh ice cream cone or whatever like the old school uh waffle cones not waffle cones but the old school um cones you know they come in the pack and uh that was cool nina had fun feeding the deer but overall man the dales is just it's it was weak it was weak like i was just like i was like are you serious like we were kind of looking forward to like leaving because a lot the last day on the road on the way back we just took our time and we just did a bunch of shopping and stuff and we hit the outlet mall um and it was okay we didn't find too much you know i was able to find my boy ike uh something for his birthday and stuff like that but the, the girls they had a they had a blast <coughs> frankie really got comfortable with the water which was cool because uh with our pool here she couldn't stand it but as soon as we got back from the dales and stuff she really enjoys being in the pool now so that was cool because when nina was first born uh nina just took right to the pool because nina was born in march and we had the pool open we had her in the pool in june so uh, she was what about three months three four months and she was she loved being in the water but frankie 
Frankie was like, nigga, fuck that pool. Like, she she was not feeling it. She was not feeling it. She wasn't feeling it last year uh, when she was first born. But, you know, after we got back from our trip, she was really feeling it. And then we went uh, on this strip. And they have a bunch of old school arcades. Like, remember arcades growing up? Like, uh, it had newer games and stuff. There was one place we went to. I forgot the name of it. Uh, but it was on the main strip in the Dells. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, we spent 20 bucks on a game card. And I swear to God, I shit you not, we were playing games for about an hour and a half. Like, we was playing all kind of different games about an hour and a half. Like, that 20 bucks it like usually you know you go to dave and busters you know what i'm saying and you get a game card and you put like 30 dollars on that thing you done in like you know 15 20 minutes you know if that but yeah we were there for almost two hours on that game card and it racked up points and nina cleaned up she got a bunch of toys and candy and stuff and i was like okay this is cool and then um let me see what else happened up there we went to the restaurants was cool. The cheese curds you thought would be a lot better because you're in Wisconsin, the land of cheese, and it was they were okay. It was a lot airier and uh, but real salty though. And the food was okay. Um, it was all right, but it was just one of them things where you just like, uh, you know. And I and I when I posted on Instagram about it, I I said I'm glad to we got to experience it, but uh you know that'll be it you know we won't be going back that's one of them things where you won't be going back and it was like you know we walked you know the wisconsin river there's a little river walk that you could walk and it was just like uh okay okay yeah like it was one of them things where you just like this ain't it you know what i'm saying like we had so much fun um up there at lake superior and uh you know up that way in minnesota but I don't know wisconsin it was just lame it was really lame like the dales were really lame like we were like the girls like i said they had a ball but me and the wife we was just we was unimpressed with the food um like the swimming it you know it's fun like we went to uh, noah's ark and that's huge it's like think of like you know oceans of fun you know down there in kc but bigger you know every ride is about water and it was funny man there was a, a lady with a bbl there and it's just nothing but it's nothing but families there so you know it ain't nothing but us beer belly dads you know what i'm saying and little thick moms you know walking around you know moms with little problem spots and you know little kids running around and here comes this woman with a bbl and her boyfriend and they in the wave pool and she forcing him to take pictures of her for her instagram and shit and i was just like like how clueless are you like you done came in here with your bbl and you got on a thong bikini and you just out here posing and stuff and bending over and stuff like that like in front of all these little kids i was just like it's a time and a place for that you know what i'm saying you don't want to police nobody's body but at the same time it's just like you doing all this shit you know showing off your ass cheeks and you know bending over showing that monkey and it's just like like chill out like nigga you at a water park you know in a family water park you know what i'm saying like cool out on that shit you know and it was one of the things and it was funny just looking at the dads like they always trying to sneak a peek and shit <laughs> that was funny but yeah noah's ark was cool they had a beautiful um uh kids area 
you know, where uh, they could go up and down these slides and stuff. And there was like a huge bucket of water that was splashed. But Nina was not feeling it. Like she liked like playing at the uh, the indoor water park at our hotel. But there, I think she just got overwhelmed. Like she just wasn't feeling it. I'm like, Nina, you love the water. Like, what was this? And she just didn't want to do that. And she just wanted to stay in the big old wave pool that, you know, kept on throwing big waves at you and stuff. But uh, yeah, overall it was it was okay. And like I said, on that strip they had all them arcades. This was this was the funny part though. You would see a store. You know how you be at all these touristy places, and they have the T-shirts in the window. They had like there was one place that had a Let's Go Brandon shirt, and then it had like uh, Trump 2024. You seen that a lot up there, and. Uh, and then it would have like you know just right wing propaganda and you go in the store and it's like two africans working at the counter like damn nigga you need money that bad <laughs> they're like oh welcome what can i help you find it's just like nigga you don't see all this propaganda in the fucking window on this hardcore right wing propaganda in the window like it would throw you smooth the fuck off you see like a make america great again t-shirt or like a picture a t-shirt with like uh there was one t-shirt with like uh uh trump was kicking joe biden in the ass or something like that and then you go in there and it's like two africans working the counter you're like what the fuck <laughs> it's just like you just had to laugh at it you just had to laugh at that shit but um yeah the vacation was cool like that like that's all i really can say like it was fine um you know like i said i won't do it again i wouldn't recommend it for y'all to go up there uh it might be cool to go in the winter you know what i'm saying um you know just to experience you know some heavy snow and then you know doing some you know some jet not some jet skiing but some snowmobiling on the roads and stuff like that but yeah like the food was okay all the food was like tgi fridays or like applebee's and uh yeah like yeah i wouldn't write home about it you know what i'm saying like it was it was it was something to experience but uh other than that you know it was cool like that's all i really have to say about that let's see what else i can put on that uh good old summer jam damn screen uh besides talking about this goddamn vacation um yeah so we're gonna do just just a real brief summer try to ease me back into it just a summer recap that's what we're gonna do real quick so one thing i really wanted to talk about just real quickly is what what the fuck was up in like the months of like june and july all these like youtubians and these people with these platforms was interviewing fleece johnson like what the hell was that about like if y'all don't know who fleece johnson is that's the booty warrior uh, that was the dude who uh was talking to he was on that um what was it it was either on showtime or hbo years ago this was back in the, what the late 90s or whatever he was talking about how he liked uh you know he liked butt and uh how he liked uh dudes to eat jelly out his ass and all this other stuff and i guess he just got home from prison or whatever but all these media like youtube outlets was like interviewing this nigga like he's a celebrity or something and i was just like okay i mean boondocks made him a little bit more popular but i was just like what the like what kind of propaganda we got going on so this nigga is like detailing like all of these rapes and ass whoopings and stuff in prison and i'm just like Ugh. like nigga there was one clip where um he was talking about how he had to shank somebody or something no no he didn't shank somebody he uh he threw some dookie on somebody and i was just like what 
because some guards like whooped his ass or something and he let and he like threw dookie on one of them or something and i'm just like ugh. so i didn't even know that was a thing they call it a glock dookie and basically it's like when you shit in something like a uh tube of toothpaste or something or some kind of little bottle or something like you put shit in it and water and then when somebody walks up to your cell you squeeze it on them so it's like a it's called a glock dookie and i'm just like these niggas in prison like they're using like bro this is for rehabilitation like bro like like you supposed to sit and think about what you did you up here making shit weapons you know what i'm saying like like what type of time do you be on but i guess if that's all you got is time you start going letting your mind wander you ain't spending time in that library reading you know you up here playing with shit and just doing all kind of weird stuff but i just was like why are we detailing all this crazy shit so it was just like clip after clip like you would see like all over like twitter and like uh tiktok and youtube and it was just like ugh. Ugh, like why do y'all want to know about like how this man had to survive but i did <coughs> see one small clip where it was talking about and it's fucking sad that uh that that was his first sexual experience was with a man you know he never been with a woman you know uh because his first sexual experience was with uh, a man in jail or whatever and i'm like damn that's fucked up you know what i'm saying but I was just like, Ugh, like, why are we, why are we talking about this? Like, it was like just for like so long. There was like a stretch between like the end of June, early July. It was just that's all you saw was like Fleece, the booty warrior, talks about this, and Fleece Johnson talks about throwing Dookie on a nurse, and you just like, ugh, ugh. Like if that don't scare you straight, I don't know what is. Like getting Dookie thrown on you, then fighting for your life in the shower because somebody won't take your black cherry. Like, oh man. Oh, they got to bring back conjugal visits or something. Shit, I don't know. But, um, man, then what else happened in the summer, man? Uh, that nigga Gunna came home, you know, af- after, uh, you know, taking a plea deal or some type of shit. And uh, it was funny because he dropped the fire ass album and you had niggas online who's damn near my age, almost 40. Talking about, I gotta see what Big Slime say before I can listen to this. Can we listen to Gunna, Big Boss? Like, nigga, if you don't sit your okie doke ass down somewhere. Talking about, you gotta wait until you hear Young Thug give the okay that you can listen to an album. Like, nigga, you grown. You're grown, sir. Listen to the album. That's all you gotta do. Listen. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. Just listen. Like, just just and then people were like oh he's a snitch he's did that but it ain't come out nowhere that he snitched on nothing there's no papers that saying that he snitched on anybody you know what i'm saying and he just had grown men just over oh, the rules of the streets is this da, da, da. like sir stop that you're tweeting from a goddamn uh table giving some plasma like stop it sir you worried about the wrong thing i want you to get your ass up and go look for a job the word of the day is job j-o-b you know what i'm saying like it's just just weird behavior like it's those niggas in their late 30s talking like that you know like they need permission to listen to it like nigga does is this man paying your apple music bill is he paying your spotify bill you know your title bill like come on man like stop being so fucking goofy and then in august uh what happened fade in the water happened fade in the water happened boy that was a good time to be on twitter 
fade in the water in Montgomery, Alabama. That was wild. Well, that happened on uh, August 5th. I ain't going to forget that shit. <coughs> if anybody, if you've been sleep under a rock, the fade in the water was when uh, them folks wouldn't, them white folks wouldn't move their uh, pontoon. And the black security guard kept on telling him, hey, y'all need to move it. He told him numerous times. And white folks just parked that boat and left. Cuz came over there and started pushing it out the way because another boat, a tourist boat, had to come through and drop some people off, right? So when uh, he was trying to push the boat out the way, then them white folks came back and two of the men tried to jump him. Cuz took his hat off, threw it in the air like he was Bobby Shmurda for a bat signal, and a little nigga that was on the tourist boat hopped in the water turned into aquaman swam over there pulled himself about the dock and got some reinforcements for that brother like do you know how much rage and adrenaline is going through your system for you to hop in some water swim across to the dock pull yourself up out the water after swimming and still offering the fade right so they getting that work in doing their thing you know fighting off these white dudes and then it's still too many and then, <laughs> and then one of them boats docked and a bunch of hood niggas hopped out and they just started clearing it out. Then the women, the black women started clearing it out. And then there was another uh, part um, when the old dude had, the old black dude had that white chair and he came in like Stone Cold Steve Austin clearing out the Royal Rumble. Just like he was at Survivor Series just cleaning people out. And the cops was letting that shit fly until uh, it was some white woman that was knocked out sitting down. That old black man turned and just clapped her on top of the head. It's like, all right, man, we got to arrest you for that shit. That's foul right there. <laughs> but what's wild about that fade in the water, though, was uh, that earlier um, there was some women, uh, some black women doing like... Uh, a ceremony to uh honor the ancestors because that used to be uh, uh, a port and a selling post for slaves down there in alabama so they were down there honoring the ancestors and if you know uh they tell you that water carries memory um and it doesn't go anywhere it just recycles you like the lifetime of water is pretty much infinite you know what i'm saying so even the the water that you drink you know you piss it out you flush it and that still goes into a bigger body of water you know even if you pee outside it evaporates goes up into the atmosphere boom it's coming back down as rain or fresh water blah 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 whatever but water holds memory right and so uh, they so they were honoring the ancestors and so that ancestral spirit just came up out of there you know the white folks was acting crazy and you know they got the brakes beat off of them like they was whew, man that, that, I was like god damn like everybody showed up like the goddamn Avengers boy like it was just whoo and then it was they showed one part when them hood niggas was clearing them white boys out one of them white boys that nigga jumped in the water he's like fuck this shit i do not need this and i was like sir that is correct <laughs> his ass jumped in the water and hid up under the dock <laughs> but um yeah there was a lot more that went on in this summer and uh we're gonna go ahead and put that in the different sections of the show uh but shit i was mainly rambling about the vacation so i'm gonna leave it to my nigga hove uh hove what you gotta say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks 
All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that wonderful intro of Selling Hope Like Dope. I'm glad you've been out here surviving, thriving, doing your thing. Uh, I got that five bucks outside for you. It's up under that doormat. So, moving on to uh, Selling Hope Like Dope. Uh, we have to, there's a couple of things uh, we have to give it to. First, it was uh, that boy Trump being arrested and his mug shot leaked. His mug shot leaked. And what was crazy was seeing how like these right wingers were trying to flip it as it was something cool. Like this man has been treacherous to the United States of America and the mugshot leaks. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, he's about to be cooler with black people because black people love criminals. So he's a gangster. They had some guy on Fox News saying that shit. I was like, what? This nigga's a loser. Like, he's a fucking loser. Like, he literally is a sore loser. Right? He tried to overturn the results of the election. Like, he just couldn't handle, you know, taking that L. And I believe deep down in his heart that he thought, and what gave him the confidence was having a... you know, black ass Barack Obama be president for eight years for two terms that fucked him up. So it made him think, oh, I can do this shit easily. If a nigger can do it, I can do it surely. And I could easily get two terms. No, buddy, you got one. You were lucky you got that one. <coughs> and so then you had uh, these these right wingers on uh, Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm gonna call it Twitter because if his mama named him Twitter, I'm gonna call him Twitter. Uh, Elon that's another fucking loser but um you had these people on Twitter that was just like posting fake mug shots I stand with the pres, the real president and stuff and these people are so fucking delusional man these people are like so delusional and uh, I had a co-worker who uh she just quit and um she she was right leaning and she seemed decent she seemed decent at work um, but then uh, she added me on Snap, on Snapchat, and I, I post memes. That's all I do is I post memes on there, and I posted the one where this black dude had like he was standing in front of a cop car, and his shirt said "Niggas for Trump." And then she asked me, "How do I feel about black people and Trump or something?" And I'm like, "Oh well, you don't work here anymore, so like we don't work together no more. So I can be I can be honest with you, you know." And I was just saying, you know, well, you know, black folks who are still you know, caping for Trump are collaborators. You're 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 a cow. You're a collaborator of white supremacy. And then, so she took it as I was calling her a white supremacist because she was saying that uh, she would vote for Trump again. And I was like, even after all the treachery, after he tried to overthrow an election, storm the Capitol, all this shit like that. And she was saying that he wasn't responsible for that. He was just trying to galvanize people to utilize their constitutional right and i'm like oh nigga you are so far gone you are super delusional you know and then i guess she thought that i was a democrat and this is you know white folks they only have like white right ringers i should say they only have you know a few talking points when they're trying to you know uh defend you know supporting a a right wing white supremacist they always trying to like they always go to the they always go to these points you need to get off the democratic plantation uh, the Democrats are the original racists or, um, 
then they'll go into uh, the Democrats made black people poor and they don't have fathers because of Democrats. And you like, what? What? Like, that's all their talking points. But, you know, what fuck white people up, though, uh, when you let them know that you're you're an independent. You're like, uh, I'm actually I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. So that was pretty racist of you to tell me to get off the democratic plantation you know what i'm saying like people they like white folks just go they just jump to that automatically and you know when you tell them that it fucks them up in the head because they're just like wait what you have to be one of the two no i don't i don't you run around here thinking you're a free thinker and you're just got this hive mentality like it's just disgusting but anyway so we're going back and forth then she finally just deleted me off of snap she was like oh this this nigga's real <laughs> after i was hitting her with all these facts and then she was going off you know those same talking points about democrats this is i think this is what really pissed her off is when she was talking about how democrats made black folks dependent on welfare and no no kids in the home you know no fathers in the home blah 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 and i was like well, that's the case why are there so many poor white Republicans? Like, why are there so many poor white people supporting these rich billionaires? Like, how is that working out for you? And I think that just fucked her up like this fucking black bastard, you know. But anyways, it was just funny seeing that the mug shots and shit like that. And, uh, you know, these people like when you really sit down and, you know, talk to, you know, one of these Trump supporters, these niggas is gone. They are like crazed in the head. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no black people that was off that deep end, that deep when it came to Barack Obama, because black folks, we were like in that first term. OK, he needs to just get in there, you know, get get his bearings about him. He'll do something for, you know, black folks to stop this police brutality, to, uh, you know, decrease the wage gap between uh, black folks and other races and shit like that. And then he got in there in that second term. We were more critical of him. Like, hey, bro, what the fuck you doing, man? Like, okay, we got you in here a second time. You got to do something for us. You know what I'm saying? We weren't going off the deep and like, he can't do any wrong. He's our God. You know, it's just like, we didn't, like, these people are just gone. Like, it's crazy just how deep into the, you know, into the abyss they've went. And what's crazy now is with i saw somebody call uh trump twitler that was funny uh that was funny but um what is what we're seeing now and what what is so ugly and nasty what we're seeing from the right and there's still some re respectable people on the right like um like representative don bacon like he's he's a cool guy if you actually talk to him he's a decent guy like i've exchanged words with him before and he's a, he's a decent guy he's willing to reach across the aisle and actually you know you know work with uh people on the left and you know actually you know move kind of move forward in uh policies about working folks you know what i'm saying he's not one of them deep in you know marjorie green taylor type people you know what i'm saying there's some still some halfway decent republicans out there uh him being one of them but what we're seeing now is people are trying to replicate uh what trump did trump is a very charismatic guy very charismatic um and you're seeing people trying to use his language or trying to be real crass and nasty um while they're running these campaigns and it's just like you know the republican party they're gonna have to clean up that little cesspool that they got going on it's just dirty and nasty 
because they're trying to replicate that popularity of Trump and trying to galvanize that group, the, the maggots. That's what they're trying to do. And uh, it's one of those things where you just like you don't like where politics is going. It's going to a very nasty place. It's turning into like wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, they're doing all this crass and nasty shit. And then once, you know, these Trump folks, you know, vote for these people, you know, so to speak, you know, they fall right. These these Republicans fall right in line with big business, just like the Democrats and do their bidding. You know what I'm saying? To enrich themselves. And not their not their constituents or their voters or whatever. But I hate seeing these nasty campaigns because it's just like you are grown ass person and you're just speaking so nasty and disgusting about someone on the left or uh, even somebody in your own fucking party. You know, and it's just it's one of those things where it's just like this man for his four years of presidency was just continually wiping boogers in the pages of history, you know, wiping his ass with the Constitution, you know, and then people are like, I'm gonna follow that blueprint. And it's just like, ugh, like, why wouldn't you want your party to be more respectable? But it's just it's just it just looks like the Republican Party right now looks like a fucking cesspool right now. It, it just looks disgusting. And then um, what else we got selling hope like dope? So, um, <coughs> excuse me for this coughing, y'all. But uh, what's that boy's name? Tim Gurner of the Gurner Group. He held um, there was a financial review like property summit and he held like a, a talk and he told the truth. He told the truth and he was saying how governments globally need to. Uh, stress the people like somehow make uh, unemployment high and uh, inflation go up to the point where people will be desperate to take these low wage no benefits ass jobs to enrich CEOs and owners and and shareholders And he was saying that in that group and then it leaked, the video leaked and he started catching hell and people and then he like tried to backtrack. But that's the truth. That's that they they're starting to pull what COVID did was pull that curtain back on the corporate wizard of Oz. You know what I'm saying? Like you had people who were just like, you know what? This is some bullshit. Like once uh, like them unemployment wages. Like they start taxing on that extra six, adding on that extra six hundred bucks. Like people were making as much as you know truckers and uh, high skill workers. Like they, like people were easily you know bringing home you know well over a thousand bucks after taxes. You know what I'm saying? Twelve, thirteen hundred dollars after taxes a week. You know that's what that's what our truckers be making. You know what I'm saying? So. And, uh, you know, thousand dollars plus a week after taxes, you know, that's what that's what we be bringing home. And and so people, they started learn learning that, OK, I'm worth more than this bullshit, you know, and then they're like, oh, you know, they were giving that fake praise, essential workers and all this other shit. And you look at where we are now, essential workers, so-called essential workers are still some of the lowest paid people even after the pandemic. But people are learning you know what they're worth and that that fucks with you know people in higher up in the higher ups because now all of a sudden you got to start paying a living wage 
And so what he was saying is that the government needs to step in and stress the people out to the point where they'll take any old type of job. And that's some evil shit when you think about it. You know, to get people down and out so bad that they'll be desperate enough to take some nine, ten, eleven dollar an hour job, you know, accepting all kind of bullshit and then record profits, you know, for those executives and for the shareholders. Like that is just some evil, evil shit. Like you knew it was going on, but for him to confirm it, you know what I'm saying? You're just like all this shit is manufactured. Everything like the whole globe could be a utopia earth could be like a utopia it could be a beacon of hope for for all creatures in the universe you know what i'm saying like everybody could be living harmonious have a living wage have their little piece of land and you know just living everybody could have a live, living wage and their own their roof over their head but you just have there's so much fucking greed and evil out there it's just hoarding 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 and you can all you can take that back to the earliest from a certain group of people not having enough, you know, uh, resources to survive on. So you start hoarding what little resources that they do have and, you know, trying to call it capitalism. It's just it's one of those things where, like I said, this whole planet could be a utopia. It's just it's evil. It's evil. But thank you to that Tim Gurner. Like, thank you for like just telling the fucking truth just telling the truth and it's just so many it was crazy to me remember when uh work from home started and they and these companies were reporting so much productivity and people were actually getting that eight hours worth of work done in like three to five hours like they were getting like all their reports excel spreadsheets done in three to five hours they was getting that shit done and, you know, productivity was through the roof and everything. Now, all of a sudden, uh, we need to do a hybrid. We need to return to we need to return to uh, return to the office two to three days out the week. And it's just like, what for? What for? To micromanage? Like, no, there's no use for it. You know, there's no use for it. But, you know, companies getting tired of, you know, paying that lease you know on an empty building and shit like that like we seen it happen with uh paypal paypal out there in la vista that big ass building everybody works from home and then they outsource so much of their uh customer service and their customer service is terrible <coughs> they outsource so much of that shit that uh they gave up that big beautiful campus that they built in the early 2000s they sold it off to uh kiwit the um the uh, construction company, the big construction company here. So they're going to have all their tech folks. Uh, Keyword is working out of there. But um, yeah, it's just it's just this whole system is just manufactured. They keep you so busy in the rat race that you can't really focus on, you know, uh, Uncle Sam and Aunt Pam, you know, dipping into your wallet or your purse and taking your money because you're so busy trying to make more money to you know catch up on these bills and these taxes and these fees and mandatory fees and administrative fees and all this other bullshit like it's it's all fake it's all fake and it's all to keep a large group of people under control this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right, so holding this L, uh, first things first, we have to give it to uh, Glitch McConnell. Uh, that nigga been glitching up just what all summer. He had two separate 
uh, events where he just froze up. Like he just froze up. They was asking him questions. Reporters were asking him questions. He was fielding questions. Then that nigga just stood there. That ain't nothing but the universe correcting itself. That nigga is old as fuck. He needs to just just stop, step down. And then I saw where Nancy Pelosi talking about she's gonna run again. And I think she'll be what 84 or either 86 at the end of the new term. Uh like these people and they they try to say it's just for like black men who won't give up power when they have positions of power with like the church and things of that nature no it's all people like you see how long some of these folks have been sitting up on capitol hill they just don't want to give up that power it's too much money in it you know and it's uh is that's what it is like you look at somebody like mitch mcconnell what is he late 70s uh nancy pelosi's in her early 80s and then there's that other lady on the democratic side i forgot her name she she don't even know what the fuck is going on and she's still running i'm like you look at president uh joe biden just we have there has to be limits there we have to practice ages and these are people who are deciding on a future that they won't see that's some evil shit right there you know how selfish that is when you get that old you're supposed to be an advisor you ain't supposed to be leading people you're supposed to be advising someone at least you know uh at least half your age you know what i'm saying there should be somebody in their 40s and you know 30s 40s 50s and 60s i and then well i feel like it should be retirement age once you hit 65 hey okay go on step aside go on step aside you know go on step aside go on get on up out of here you know older folks are supposed to be advisors you know what i'm saying they're supposed to be advising the youth you know helping them to not make the same mistakes that they did and to kind of avoid them pitfalls but these like i said these people are making decisions that they won't ever see come to fruition you know they making decisions on our on us our kids our grandkids you know just something they won't even see and all for a check and to hold on to that power but also uh but yeah fuck mitch mcconnell um man uh, did you see these football numbers they handing out for this uh january 6th shit remember because i was even skeptical myself i was like they ain't gonna do nothing to these folks but shit was i wrong you know the feds don't play the feds may take a while because they need all they they get gather hardcore evidence this ain't no state this ain't no state or county level shit when the feds come for you just best believe they got shit in concrete they got you in 4k 8k video you know they got evidence up to the moon and they got a bunch of people that's willing to cooperate easily so excuse me there's about a more than 1100 people that's been charged with connection into with that u.s uh capital riot and some of these folks got football numbers like the enrique terrio the the leader of the proud boys that uh dark-skinned puerto rican dude <coughs> excuse me they done hit this man with 22 years 22 years like that's the longest so far and then uh Stuart rhodes uh the white dude uh that he was the founder of uh, the oath keepers man they hit him with 18 of them things 18 in the feds like that's crazy and then um let me see here there's a guy named ethan norden uh he also he was a part of the uh seattle chapter of the proud boys they hit him with 18 years i'm like man it was originally seeking a 27 year prison sentence (coughs) 
there's Joseph Biggs, who was part of the Proud Boys. He got hit with 17 of them. Um, there's a guy named Zachary Rail. He was sentenced to 15 years. Uh, Peter Schwartz, he got 14 years. Kelly Meggs uh, was being was found guilty of seditious, sedacious conspiracy, and then uh, sentenced to 12 years. I'm like, man, they they are not playing. Because at first, remember when it first started, they started sentencing the niggas that was there. They started hitting them with some football numbers. Like one black dude got hit with like seven years. He was like, oh, that's some bullshit. And then it was like, okay, now it's starting to come down. Like, whoo, feds don't play. Y'all was out there with them blue lives matter flags beating the shit out of them federal cops. And I was like, that's when I knew. I was like, oh, this shit fake. This blue lives matter shit is fake. Cause they, I seen them. They was beating the shit out of one of them cops with that Blue Lives Matter shit, and they was running around all up and down Capitol Hill. Some people were shitting in the corners of the Capitol building. I'm like, y'all niggas is nasty, fucking disgusting. But uh, yeah, they gotta hold this hell. Get your man. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. We have to give it to our man, uh, Bud Crawford. We have to give it to Terrence Bud Crawford uh, for becoming undisputed in a second weight class and defeating Errol Spence easily. Uh, and I just, man, man, just it, it was amazing seeing that back in July, right? So. I know people were kind of, and I was one of the people, I was kind of like iffy about it because I'm like, man, this is happening during Native Omaha Day. So if y'all don't know what that is, so basically that's a huge celebration of the city of Omaha uh, natives. So people from Omaha, uh, everybody who's like somebody comes back to the city and there's a huge parade there's events all throughout the north side uh down north there's just events for kids adults there's parties popping it's just a full week celebration there's there's luncheons there's brunchings there's all kind of shit going on so it's just a celebration of omaha specifically black omaha and um, a lot of times you know famous people come back and stuff like that like d uh not D-Way, but uh, his wife, Gabrielle Union, she'll come back. Uh, sometimes she'll bring D-Wade. And then there's, uh, you know, just a host of people who just come through and just huge celebrations. And uh, so the fight happened, you know, that Saturday, you know, during the parade and stuff like that. So uh, people were kind of like, damn, that's going to, you know, a lot of people from Omaha going to fly out to Vegas. And that's going to, you know, kind of take away from native Omaha. But it, it was all good, though. You know, it was a, it was a great fight see him you know being an amazing counter puncher that he is and just putting Errol Spence on his ass you know that boy man that boy fists like bricks boy he just put a beating on that man and um yeah so and it's just great to see um Bud get the recognition that he deserves because he was with top rank for so long and I feel like top rank is cool um, but they really don't promote their fighters like that. You know what I'm saying? And people kept on saying, Bud ain't fought nobody. Bud ain't fought nobody. And it's just like, all right, he fought somebody and he beat his ass. Then all of a sudden, he beat Arrow. And then they're like, but Arrow was in a car accident. That nigga had two fights after that and was dominated. It was just like, come on, man. Don't take that away from Bud. So uh, then he had a parade. Um, what was that back in August? You know, to celebrate him 
you know coming home and that was dope you know seeing uh, the whole city turn out for him that huge parade downtown and uh it just it just felt like you know it felt like the north side won and finally got a w you know what i'm saying so uh salute to him and salute to him for uh and his team you know for just really putting together you know something great something special and uh just seeing all that hard work pay off and uh yeah it was just amazing and i'm excited to see um you know what the boxing academy has planned because the city did sell him the land that's next to the gym so he can expand that and keep on inspiring the youth down north so uh salute to you bud nothing but love and respect to you sir all right so moving on to the last portion of the show health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so this quote comes kind of from kobe but um uh, it was from one of his uh, English teachers in high school. They had a quote on the board and it said, uh, rest at the end, not in the middle. So whatever you guys are working on, just make sure to keep working, keep working, keep working, keep working. And uh, I guess that's more so for me as opposed to y'all, because I've been slacking on this goddamn podcast. But I just have to remember to rest at the end and not at the middle. Um this is very important to me i know it's important to y'all so uh i am i'm working i'm working on being more consistent um it's just just a lot going on in life right now so y'all just please be patient with me and uh and i'm gonna keep blessing y'all i got um got tickets to the Chappelle show to uh monday night and so i'm gonna check that out i'm gonna do a small pod about that um so be on the lookout for that for later in the week but this has been uh episode 203 of do rags and boat shoes and uh please continue to hold me accountable for this show uh i'm gonna need y'all help all right but as always i love y'all and i will see y'all a little bit later in the week all right peace